0: for premium coffee with real impact.
1: And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world.
0: Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as
1: we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. Oh shit, starting off with a bang there. Starting off with a bang. What's up, sister? What's up, what's up? It's Scout. And it is Maddie. And we are the sisters The one that is screaming in your ear. Yeah, you are like, you just, I mean, I'm kind of awake now. I was feeling a little tired and now I'm not. I should be a human alarm clock.
0: People should hire me to show up in their rooms and wake them the fuck up. My cortisol levels would be so fucking high. Everyone would be so jazzed. Or they'd be like, get the fuck. Walk out of my room i think i would inspire them to carpe diem
1: oh my god <laughs> is that all? you're gonna wake them up you're just gonna scream carpe diem Car-
0: remember that urban outfitters poster that said carpe fucking diem yes i do remember terrible
1: that i mean trash half, half the shit they do is funny trash i have one that says good vibes only so who, who, am, who am i yeah who are you to say <laughs> good lord Oh my god! Garvey also, fucking DM. Oh my god! Also, I'm looking at um this gallery wall that mom has up of all these photos of us from like 20 years ago. Can we get some updated photos up in oh here? Oh my god, that photo of me
0: is the best though.
1: Okay, that photo of me is not the best. <laughs> that photo I have a what you have, I the have a juvro? I have a side part with a juvro, and curly and, hair should not and, have a side part
0: and curly bangs.
1: It's not a good look. <laughs> and I mean, we this, both like, had curly bangs. And I'm what this the fuck tube are we thinking I about?
0: A tight tube top in that. Thing.
1: Yeah, but you're you're
0: part of the big titty committee, so you can do that.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope so, but I, I don't think that's a good look for me to be honest.
0: Anyways, welcome to Okay Sis. This is the podcast where Scout and I talk about our current fixations along with a rad female guest, and we are sisters in real life. In real life, IRL, um people don't think we're sisters.
1: Like, who? Like when we meet people out, yeah, like, random?
0: I think sometimes they're just like, oh wait, are you guys actually sisters? Or like oh, why yeah. the fuck would You're we right. do this podcast? We've
1: gotten that a lot. We yeah. have
0: gotten that a lot.
1: Yeah, And they're like, th-
0: okay, I get it, sis. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, well, <laughs> excuse me. Stop it. My
1: dogs are crazy right now. I got two of them. I'm a fucking mom. I mean, I shouldn't say that because some of you are actual moms and fucking shout out to you guys, mad respect. But um, I feel like I'm just have a bunch of little babies around me that I need to separate because they keep wanting to kill each other.
0: I feel like that is parallel to the uh, children experience. Um, not, not in the slightest. But um, I when will like siblings don't get along. Well,
1: yeah. Except Lola literally might bite Luna's head off. All right. Well, um, what are other things? What's up, um, what's happening in your life? Tell us if you. Oh, f- in my life, yeah. Um, not much. I feel like there was this energy around. I mean, it's like the middle of February right now, but I feel like there was this energy around January that people said it was super packed or something that it was really insane. Did you, was that like circulating? Sure, there was was, memes about it, yeah. Yeah, and I was trying to reflect if that was my case. And I think it was more, uh,
0: Luna's biting our thing. Oh, no, 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 Luna. Um, so I think they were, um, referring to, World news, global oh, global news. I was like,
1: sure. "Wow, is everyone just like really busy this month at the same time?" No,
0: it was like just shit after shit storm after shit storm. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus, um, the impeachment trials, mm-hmm. Kobe. Ugh. Just, yeah, I mean, right. you know what I mean. Yeah. Just constant devastation. Oy. But we're in February now, and we're gonna move past it. I mean, I hope. <laughs> and I think it's a leap. Oh my! God, I think it is a leap year. Be Wait, be let is me there. look. I is that is that what it means when it's longer? Yes, yes. Okay.
1: like there's 29 days instead of 28 Guys, days in February. Have,
0: how blessed are we? We have another day to live, dude. There's tw- it's, there's 29 days in February this year. It's fucking wild. What happens if you're born on February 29th? I think you decide between the
1: 28th and the 1st of March. That is weird. What would you choose? What would you, I would choose the 28th of February. I would choose March 1st. I wouldn't because you were born in February. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so then, on the but leap then year, on leap year, I would have a fucking major party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like a miracle baby. I mean, it's not a miracle baby, but it's just <laughs> an odd situation yeah, yeah. of events. Yeah, oh, like probability. When, the probability. Like, like
0: when twins are born one day, and then the other twin is born a minute later, but it's oh, the I next day. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Or like, what if one is born on December
1: 31st, oh, and, then Jan- and then one is in different year's. What about 1999 to 2000 yeah. different millenniums? Yeah, wild. Yeah, I always think about that. Too bad we're not twins. These are the hypes of. Uh, you don't <laughs> want to be my twin? No. Oh.
0: I would hate being a twin. I am way too egotistical and self-involved. You really are. You really, <laughs> really are. No, I'm just an individual. I do oh, not want to okay. share the spotlight. You can
1: reframe that to it to <laughs> being an individual. Yeah
0: it's all about reframing, re-framing the, the
1: perspective <laughs> um, alright so let's uh let's do some housekeeping well one if you sisters purchased our beautiful collaboration with Girl Gang the Label you can have a support your sisters sweatsuit in grey what's going on uh, go to girlgangthelabel.com and enter code OKSIS 20 we designed this with Girl Gang the Label mm-hmm. and it is kind of like our first merch situation so we're rocking the sweatsuit that says support your sisters
0: all over the place and we hope you guys are too absolutely it's it's the most cozy in, uh, just incredible yeah. sweatsuit. And I mean, you guys know we're like sweatsuit whores.
1: And it's pretty fun that we have we have some kind of merch going on. I know.
0: Wild. Um, And then other updates. Um, Make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter. It comes out every Monday along with the podcast. We do a little brief on our week but then we also tell you what you should be knowing about the pop culture world and current events. And then we have a little cute quote um, that will inspire you. Some products that we typically mention over and over again. And then and our girl crush, which is the guest yeah. on that week of the episode. Um,
1: and join us in our secret Facebook group, OK Sisters. OK Sisters.
0: Pop in over there. People are sharing skincare tips. And I mean, it's just like invaluable information you can't get anywhere else. No, yeah, it's really good. Right. And then rate, what is it? Rate.
1: Right. Fuck, we fucked up again. Rate, review. Sub, no, subscribe, rate, right, review, review. Woohoo. Yeah. I think review but, has to be at the end because but, of the woohoo. But I'm confused about... I thought it was all R words. Rate, 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 subscribe. No. because Subscribe, <laughs> rate, review. Us. Woohoo.
0: Subscribe, rate, review. Woohoo. Fabulous. Okay. Um, and then lastly, follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, the, our TikTok is premium.
1: It's pretty good because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I just make an idiot of myself every day.
0: I just fail at Renegade over and over again. I don't again, know if you fail. Been, I think you're pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. I, I, you're I think you're pretty I good. I, I think I you should boast about that. I am such a general Zer. It's... Out of control. I don't know why you want. To. I, you know, I, think, I need a hydro flask. I, I think actually, that, I have a hydro flask.
1: I was talking to my friend the other night, and I've realized that I've completely exited the phase in life. The desire. No, where you're like a kid. You know,
0: that's done. I have completely entered adulthood. So what? It, more so, it is for me. I'm fine to be entering adulthood. I don't want to like grasp at my youth. It's not that. It's more so I want to be on the pulse. And I do not you're want to be, be like left years behind. Old you're no, I'm gonna be a great businesswoman because I'm going to understand the pulse of where the consumers are gravitating towards. Yeah, I hear you. That is me. Hmm. Just
1: following the consumers. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna stick in the millennial bracket and oh, hang out with them. Me. I'm
0: still very much a millennial. Yeah. I am like if you look a millennial in the dictionary, I am uh, it should say Maddie you,
1: Yeah, that's very true. You
0: really are the poster I, child. I really I yes yes yeah. i do what about me okay. not so much no you're like a boomer okay boomer
2: i'm a fucking boomer
1: you <laughs>
0: asshole
1: those <laughs> okay, those um those articles about like calm down boomers they're so funny have you seen them
0: no it's called okay boomer
1: okay whatever like like that's I'm, the phrase People okay, we are like okay
0: boomer it's like it. okay sis okay i got, I got it kind <laughs> of right okay i'm like aware of the cultural so, phenomenon w- so you know how people are saying like Okay, boomer. That's how we should be saying. Okay, okay sis. sis. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut the fuck up. Okay, sis. Um, great. Wait, there was one other housekeeping thing. No, that that's it. it. That's it. That was it. Fabulous. Now let's get into our guest. Oh, the yes. reason I smell so good today, truly. So we had the founder of Dead Cool, Karina, on the pod. Dead Cool is this vegan, non-toxic um, unisex. fragrance, unisex uh, fragrance company. She also has chapsticks and lotions. And um, she's just the definition of it's a cool the girl. fragrance company that should have been around this entire time. Absolutely. So if you were... Into um, more of like a musky masculine scent, and you don't resonate with a lot of the more flowery brands, and um, you know all of these fragrance brands that are full of you know toxins and the chemicals that can harm your body. Dead Cool is the place for you. I put on um, the Madonna Lily, I think it is, and. Oh, my God. There's like this hints of bergamot and sandalwood. I think the taunt is my favorite. I was I, going between
1: number two taunt and blonde. I still haven't completely chosen, but I'm almost there. But I smell Taunt like, is so good. I
0: smell like I'm in Joshua Tree. Oh, I feel like I yeah, smell I like Mary Kate Olsen. Yeah. I mean, that's the vibe for sure. For me? For, uh, no, just like, of oh, dead cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the that's vibe. the vibe I try to encapsulate I every just, day. Like, I just like... That is what I am. I'm in Joshua Tree... I'm, like, super um, eco, and I am ready for fire. That is not vibes at <laughs> all.
1: I was thinking more a luxurious hotel with Persian carpets and red velvet sure. curtains. Sure. Hey,
0: that's the thing. Dead Cool Spans. It does. Uh, personalities and lifestyles. Okay. <laughs> we need to like stop. <laughs> um, but anyways, we had such a good conversation
1: with her. We yeah. really got into some emotional stuff. We got into self-love, self-care, entrepreneurial journey. It was, it, I left feeling very inspired.
0: Yeah. Her demeanor is uh, really uh, leveled us out. Yeah. She's so
1: calm and collected. Yeah. Ooh, lo-
0: we need that energy sometimes yeah. in our life. Yeah. I mean, I am
1: calm, but then I get in a room with you and- you have to compete with me. I have to compete with you. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that or you else get... no one will know who I am. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, sisters. <laughs> See you next week. Enjoy. Karina Chaz's passion for clean products and a healthy lifestyle greatly influenced her desire to create complex, sophisticated scent profiles for conscious consumers like herself, with the motto that clean beauty can be cool beauty. Dead Cool was founded and created in Los Angeles in 2016. At 21, founder Karina Chaz created her Dead Cool line as an extension of her passion for cologne, masculine scents, and green beauty. As fragrance is an essential part of one's identity, Karina believed in only creating scents that were composed of the highest quality and natural ingredients. The brand Dead Cool com- disrespo- disrupts the world of fragrance by creating a line that is unisex, vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic scents with a, natu- a na- naturally chic edge. Dead Cool is making its mark in the beauty world, changing the way we view and shop for fragrance. Without further ado, Karina! Karina! Hello, hello. Oh my God, you just I fucked just, up that intro. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. That I'm just was very saying. Rude. I'm just saying.
1: It was a little butchery. That's that all. That was a
0: little butchery. Um, it's because the font was way too um, small, and I've just realized that I can't see. But it doesn't take away from the, how amazing you are. How amazing you are, and just um, Karina is like a cool girl. Yeah. So no, we have cool to girl. compose ourselves oh, here. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Because this is like we're in, we're in cool. uh, the presence of the co- Mm. okay got it understood (laughs) it's okay you guys are
2: cool girls too
0: thanks (laughs) um so we just got a plethora of dead cool and we
1: are obsessed obsessed already Um, i don't know which one's my favorite i think it's the blonde to be honest
0: but karina said we have to put one on every day just to feel out the sense and which one we embody most
1: Okay, so before we get into current fixations, I want to let you know that my husband goes through passion projects, and his passion project right now is making perfume and cologne out of essential oils. Oh my god, where is he? He's in San Diego. He has a whole.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, they would actually
2: be such good friends. I have to connect you to. Yeah, tell him to come to my office. He can make motions, lotions, and potions any day. Oh my god, he would. His wet dream. He could work for me for free.
1: Wow. Oh my god, he would actually. He would actually. He literally Uh. makes me perfume fumes and every day he's like am i getting closer is this it is this it he's hey, really so into sweet. it how's he doing that um i don't know he bought a bunch of shit well, and no, then tell,
0: tell like her well he's a, background
1: he's a chemist he's a, he's getting his phd okay. in biochemistry cool so he likes you know tinkering with things and adding things and he writes down all of his ingredients and that's amazing. like what percentage he put of geranium i don't know all this stuff yeah. and then he made one for my mom and so i feel like you guys have a lot
2: in common i love him yeah, he's great. You he should come next time. Yeah, well, Kirk. just invite him to my. O- you sh- guys should all come to my office. Oh,
0: Where is it? In Culver City. Ooh, I would love that. Yeah, so
2: we have our manufacturing facility below, like the creative studio and the admin office. And wow. So everything is made fresh every day and you know, we have like full control of that, which is amazing, but it's fun because you get to see everything in live action, real time. He would love that.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm knocking on your door. Just yeah, get ready. Come, Amazing. amazing.
0: Okay. Current fixation.
1: Okay. So my current fixation, I think it's really fitting because you know, her is my Onyx Black set active set. Um, We had her on the podcast, Lindsay, and she's Incredible. I really resonated with her. And um, we were gifted. I got the matcha green set. And then the minute the black one came available, I purchased it in a heartbeat because i live in black i mean i live in the macho one too but i have been living in my i mean i think i wear it too much like if i worked out i wouldn't wear it to work out because i would want to wear, wear it, it later that day, later that day yeah, yeah
0: yeah i have that with workout. she is and she's also taking over the world i just saw um this tiktok star charlie Dimaggio wearing an entire set active Set. It's the and
1: best. I was like, you are just. And you know me, I don't buy workout clothes. I know. But there's something about set that is so. Um, what's it called? Where You can go from day to versatile. night. Versatile. Yeah, versatility. Yeah, versatile. I, I wear a blazer with mine. I wear it to work with cute flats. I wear it just, you know, regular. I wear the bra with my mom, Levi, jeans, high-waisted, and just walk out of the house. There's so many things you can do about it. And it, it's weird because it is active wear, but there's something about it that makes me feel like I can wear it to other events, to other aspects of
0: my life. And so I have been living in my Black Onyx set. Wow. Yeah. Brava! i'm waiting for her to restock the rest and i think i think i'm gonna bite the bullet on the sweatsuit yeah and i just her. need to it's so cute right it's Good so job, cute lindsey we, yeah, we, we love you we love Lindsay. you Lindsay. Yeah, i walked in
2: here and i was like you guys interviewed my friend Lindsay from set active and then i flashed them my bra because <laughs> Lindsay knows i wear my bras every day i don't wear them to work out because i just like like you said i don't want to ruin them yeah and i'm just like i sleep in them i why eat you, in them why are you sleeping I, in a bra is a sports bra? I'm no, just like a, I know. No. I just my boobs hurt sometimes, and I just like I like you to feel. You don't like that free feeling? No, I don't. Know. Your sheets? <laughs> it's like
0: the best no, feeling. No, I, I actually wonder if that's better. Is it better or worse?
1: Fuck if I think it's better or worse. Get a lift later. It feels oh, so good to not have okay. a bra. Okay, you for the lift? Well, let's later? hope in ten years we can afford a lift. <laughs> okay.
2: that's yeah the mommy makeover. Yeah. yeah, right. I know. I told my mom today. My mom is she's I she's sixty three. She's super hot. I was like, mom, yeah. I know you didn't need it, but I'm. I'm gonna need yeah, it, and yeah. she's like, "You're crazy," but I guess it's like now everything is so transparent with this social media, and it's like, if you want plastic surgery, just get it. You just 100%. Get it. There's no stigma why, anymore. Yeah, why are people judging? No, 100%. whatever makes you happy, it's fine. Yeah.
0: Anything to you. make people confident—that's for sure. Okay, my current fixation. So, have either of you watched Miss Americana? The Taylor Swift. Yes. Yes. I
1: loved it. You watched you? it because I was gonna do that my current fixation, but I wanted to talk about it in our intro together.
0: Okay, well, I'm gonna talk about it now. Okay, go, go. Um, so, for those who don't know, it's a Taylor Swift's documentary on Netflix, and it focuses a lot on the process of her writing the albums Reputation and Lover. And so, Scout and I, for those who don't know, we had a Taylor Swift. Um, r- uh, awakening last year so we notoriously used to be in the camp of people who disliked and right. distrusted Taylor Um, but then we have had this newfound like respect and adoration towards her so watching this documentary felt even more special to me because I'm like this newfound like Taylor I need all the Taylor content and all the, all the music but I think what I appreciated most was it felt so intimate and so vulnerable a side that we really have never seen before from her and I think um, what she makes very clear is her whole purpose, her core value set, everything that she has done in her entire life is solely because she wants to be a good person. And that is just, that is her North Star. It's the compass. Everything she does is because she wants to be a good human being and a citizen of the world. And maybe people have... uh, thought that that's a bit um, they can't trust someone that their only intention is to be good so that's why she's developed all of these haters. But I also
1: got a different spin I got that she felt pressured to be a good girl because that's what society tells women to be is be a good girl close your mouth look yeah, pretty smile well, yeah. and so she I mean I think there was an aspect of her that really wanted to be a good person but I think there was another aspect of her that felt really
0: societally pressured to be this quote-unquote good girl at all times. And we see that evolution of her obviously and entering into the political space and then just her being more f- like free with her opinions and, and uh, views on the world and kind of sticking in her own a little more, which is incredible that she's, you know, found that. But I think, it, you know, there is this point in the documentary where she says, like, it's gone beyond the music at this point. Like, I think her whole purpose was like, I just want to make people happy. I want to be a good human being. I want to work hard and be nice. That is it. And everyone else thinks I have this weird agenda. And I think this documentary really illuminates the fact that she does not like. <laughs> she has no other agenda she just wants to make people happy and I hope people see it who are haters like we used to be because I think that's a little bit why we didn't like her because we we're like ah, she's too like goody two shoes whatever and that like why are we harping on people who just want to be nice yeah. you know oh but it was such a, such good, a and good also movie. just the cinematography so I want to shout out the director Lana Wilson she's also on um uh, the Ringer did an episode with her, but, like, the part where she juxtaposes, like, the spectacle of her stadium tours and then just, like, going close, like, to her solitude her studio, in her yeah. in her room, and she's all alone. Like just to know that there are just these two completely different
1: aspects of her life. It's this sounds really weird, but when I watched the documentary, I was always like, "Oh my god, there's someone that exists that's named Taylor Swift that's like sitting in a room right now." Yeah, right. Like when,
0: like when she's doing that guy's nails, I'm like, "Wait, oh my god, is she like right now doing someone's nails?" Like in it's, it's well, just it makes weird. So, you make you you realize she's a human. She's like, a real she's person, a, yeah. Literal, just a human. Like when she was drinking wine with her publicist, about to post that political pose like it was just so cute like I could be on the couch drinking wine with Taylor Swift like it just felt <laughs> oh, so <could> you? humanizing <laughs> could you? I'll, I'll nominate you up for that, okay, for that role. Great. but overall great documentary yeah. um very good highly highly recommend I think we all see a different side of her that definitely helps
2: and a newfound respect because yes. you just see how much hard work she's put into it and it's like her whole life has been tailored to be this person mm-hmm. and here she is and is she happy? I don't know. Does she know? I don't know if she yeah. knows. But regardless, it's just like she's gone under so much scrutiny. And people, I think, forget because she's a public figure that she's also a, a human. And yeah. that's a huge like divide, especially when it comes to brands and public figures and celebrities. You forget that. They're you know. probably sitting on their couch right now watching Netflix. Exactly.
0: Exactly. They're just like us. Stars. They're just like us. <laughs> um, okay, Karina, what is your current fixation?
2: Oh, I feel like I haven't had time for a current fixation because my current fixation has been work and life and just, you know, expanding. And it's 2020. And I feel like I can relate to all these memes where they say, you know, this year of January has been insane. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, how is this already February feel like January was a year within itself? So true. Um, so, you know, this is the first, I guess, time in my career where I've had to be really organized and come up with like schedules and launch dates and calendars and give away this and figure out what's going on here because essentially when I started my brand it was more of like a passion project mm-hmm. so now it's like 2020 you know I just turned 26 I have to really be an adult and get everything so I haven't really had much time to do other things what uh, about like
0: a product is there any other than your own of course but just like a skincare product. I mean
2: you were doing a mask right before you got here yes I <laughs> definitely put yogurt on my face not well- <laughs> Oh, Wait, tell us about that. That was yogurt? It was uh, just Greek yogurt, 0% fat. So um, my facial fairy godmother, Jackie Banion, she has like a friend from high school, but also a human of, do you guys know her? You're giving me this face. No, 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 <laughs> we don't. Sorry. <laughs> you, I you just do have to, go. you need to know her. Oh my God. And she's gonna be so happy because I always tell her that I shout her out on everything because I truly believe. And this is just like within like my routine and my own belief system about beauty Um, It's always about like the foundation and how you're gonna, you know, cure before you're you're correcting. And with Jackie, I guess like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, I was extremely stressed. I had like a huge product launch, which sold out in three days. And I like broke out in this crazy hormonal acne and I was crying to Jackie because I had an event and I like couldn't really be seen at this event because my whole thing is beauty and skincare and you know being like completely cute all the time which obviously is not the case and she you know we did like an emergency facial appointment She is a gem she let me come over to her house at like 9 p.m one night and she extracted all my pimples um She uses a needle, which you need, like, a certificate to do and, like, all this crazy training. But I feel like it's, like, really the only way to cure your skin. So she um, extracted everything and she was, like, putting a yogurt mask on me. And we did this whole, like, facial series on her page. And I was so thankful. And now every day it's just, like, okay, thank God for Jackie because now I can, like, go out into the world, feel good about myself and yeah, her Isn't whole. Isn't it the best to have clear skin? Like, yes. once it clears
0: up, there is no better yes. feeling of confidence. It's true. You're just like, I want to go out. I know. To show my face. I canceled to everyone. an event.
2: I was like, I can't go. Like, I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. And these are sometimes things you have to overcome. And in a way, I was just like, people are going to look at me and be concerned because I had like cystic pimples, yeah. which never happens that's actually
0: so interesting you mentioned like you are in the beauty space so there is this um kind of standard that people probably yeah that people probably hold you to how do you deal with that like I mean you can't like cancel in every event when you're not feeling or looking your best so what are kind of some tips that help you like psych yourself up and get yourself that boost of
2: confidence that you need to get through it oh I feel like if I knew I wouldn't have canceled this event, but it's something that I'm working on every day and also having this understanding of being self-aware and also practicing self-care, which is something I really didn't practice up until I would say like less than a year ago because I was grinding so hard every day, doing every little thing for everyone just to even like get some type of exposure and going really above my means. And with that, you know, I kind of let myself off the hook with this one because I was like, as much as I want to do this event, I really can't for my own confidence and my own well-being. And I just like went home and had a day that I, you know, was a much needed day. And also going back to something that we'll probably talk about later, just in general, like slowing down and understanding what it means to be, you know, the best version of yourself. And this is something I struggle with because of course, when you're a founder, you have a business, whatever it may be, you're putting your all into it. And of course, like for small, we have a small team. And if I don't, you know, I do all the dirty work that isn't glamorous, the, you know, the unglamorous side of beauty, which people don't really see, especially on like social media and what goes into all of that. But it's all about just like staying true to yourself and being good and Continuing to put your best work out there by being good to yourself. Because once you're like stressed and you're tired, you're just going to put out crap, which essentially doesn't help your brand in any way. Yeah, Can we
1: talk about that a little bit more? Because I think that as I'm hearing you talk, and this might be an assumption, let me know if I'm correct, is that you started this company and that maybe it took you a little bit to realize that there was that balance of taking care of yourself and that you needed to put yourself first in order to create The magic that you're able to create as an entrepreneur. Exactly. What does that look like for you? Do you have any warning signs that tell you, okay, maybe now it's time to slow down. Maybe now it's time to incorporate X, Y, and Z into my routine. And how do you keep that leveled?
2: I think I had to, I learned this really from hitting rock bottom because, you know, like I said, I extended myself so far and I was traveling. I was going to, this was last year. I was going to New York, like every week flying home to LA just to like sleep in my bed for one night. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Like I need to take a hiatus. And then there's moments where you start hating your job and it's mm-hmm. like, your my job is my life. Like I am my brand and you know, I'm a walking representation of that. And this for me again, started as a passion project. And now it's, you know, basically my whole existence, which is, Is good and it's bad within itself because, like, you have to put your whole heart into everything. But you just, I feel like I should have taken better care of myself and I should have had a better understanding of what it meant to, again, be good to yourself and put out good work because, you know, at the end of the day, I was going into the office and I was tired and I didn't want to do whatever it was I was doing, if it was like conceptualizing new products or formulating, creating new scents, coming out with new marketing campaigns. So now I'm very much on this like easy breezy, you know, laying low on the weekends, not really taking on too many events or something that I can't necessarily handle. Uh, I do, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak and I guess you have to be when- Amen. Yeah, you're putting your art out into the world and you affect people with what you're creating. So of course I have to have like, every type of hand and whatever it is we're doing but now I'm kind of looking back and taking a step back and saying like okay you know we're we're three years old and I guess I can you know spend a little and put some more into budgeting and let the you know creative agency deal with the photo shoot I don't have to scout places I don't have to deal with like the models I mean I usually use my friends because that's kind of like the fun part of my brand as well to incorporate all my friends and people that were kind of in it from day one. But just have an understanding of, you know, trusting people to let them do their job and not having to put, you know, every ounce of energy into something that doesn't necessarily need it.
0: Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what we always talk about is delegation and being okay with giving off certain tasks to others um, and really trusting. I mean, it's a trust. It's, you know, as you've grown this as your baby and to relinquish control of it is scary, of course, but it's surrounding yourself with people that can, do it better than you essentially
2: exactly I did
0: like what you said about slowing down so I run hot as you guys can all probably imagine I'm very energetic and um I've been recently writing in my planner in my journal everywhere I go slow down yeah. or just like s- just slow and it's not about being lazy it's not about it's just about I think more mindfulness, more presence, more more charging, yeah, more flow. And even just during the whole day, like just take a fucking second, like Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be so intensified and like electrified. And I thought that was what I needed to keep going, but that actually is not the case and it runs you down. And until you hit that point, which we're all essentially trying not to do, right? We're not, we're trying to, level it out so we never hit that rock bottom so that we don't have to learn that lesson. Why don't we just learn it now so that right. we never have to get to that point, right? Exactly. There's so, also a
1: really good point about that that I've been thinking about in the sense that when you do take downtime, and I know this might sound weird, but I've been really looking at how I spend my downtime. So is it really tuning out to reality television that doesn't make me feel good about myself really and doesn't make me feel like a good person and sometimes it's totally warranted and I need it like once a week just to totally reset but what's a good way to reset your brain and really calm down in a way that's going to actually benefit your soul in a sense so a lot of my resetting is around journaling or it's around reading and stuff like that where I think that sometimes we can get trapped into the sense of we work so hard so we have to go home and totally black out on reality tv show or totally black out on wine it's the same thing as blacking out on wine right like your right. T- it's a vice. so how do you then t- taking it a step further once you say, okay, I'm going to rest and I can rest, but what's the best way to rest for my soul? And what's the best way that's actually going to recharge me versus me
2: just numbing myself from the realities of my daily life. Exactly. And that goes along with just understanding yourself. And I feel like I didn't necessarily understand myself until recently, until I had to, until I had these moments of like, okay, like you said, you know, blacking out, watching reality TV, whatever it may be, but what essentially would make you happy in the end. And for me, it's like thinking about those little things in their your day-to-day life. Like, okay, it's lunchtime. I'm going to leave my phone upstairs and not like sit on my email because of course, like, I think we're all guilty. The first thing we do when we wake up is check our email. And then I'm like, all right, this is setting a precedent for the whole day. Like I'm stressed because I have X, Y, and Z to do, but now it's just a better understanding of like, okay, what is going to create the best atmosphere for myself and how can I relax or kind of take a step back and understand what it is to really feel whole and kind of continue on this like self-awareness
1: I want to talk a little bit about um the control aspect because I run my own company and when I have an employee I want them to fucking do it like I don't want to micromanage them I don't want to hear about it I hired you because I don't want to fucking do it. And there are things that when it comes to the reputation, of course, that I get really nitty gritty about. But what, when you hire somebody, what do you look for? And because I can imagine someone who has a lot of difficulty, and maybe it's because I hired the right person, you know, but what's your hiring process like and how do you
2: really trust someone on your team? So that's been tricky. I you know, I started my brand when I was, you know we launched it at twenty I was twenty two. And being a manager was probably the hardest part of my job, and it's still really tricky because, of course, like I'm a young founder, it's really hard to take like an authoritative position. And you know, I work with people who I can relate to, and at the same time, it's like, okay, are we friends? I don't know, but we want to be because we're so similar. But then it's like, okay, there's like maybe a respect aspect that you're missing out on or something like boundaries being crossed. But for me, we actually just um, hired someone new in-house and we're doing the onboarding process, which is like insane. I feel like I've had five weeks packed into two days. Um, It's great though, because of course, like, We're all about expanding and opening opportunities and figuring out because, you know, I need to collaborate with people. I need to have an open mind and understand what I need to move forward with my brand and my company. And, you know, I can't do it all. Um, But it's funny when you say that you don't want to micromanage, like I need to, I don't know what it is within me and I'm really trying to work on it, but I can't help it. I'm like on everyone's email. I need to see what everyone's responding. I'm like, if there's a conference call, I need to hear what you guys are saying. And I feel like I kind of lose focus. But at the same time, if I give that up, I don't know how I would feel. So I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. That's it's, so interesting. Wow. So
0: what? Okay. We, I mean, we need to go back and actually talk about the genesis of Dead Cool because we, we're just getting into it. Yeah, like, but this is so great. No, I love this. But... Um. Have your employees ever given you feedback about like that? That do they feel a little um
2: overbeared Yeah, I've never helicopter. No, never no no? said okay. anything. Because I'm not like crazy. I'm really okay. calm. <laughs> this is the thing. In you general, are very calm. as a human. I'm extremely calm. Yeah. And crazy people gravitate towards me and i think uh, it's because huh. they find like a sense of like calmness when they're with me oh my god it's like yikes. been an it's been a problem throughout my whole life like the crazy girl who always wanted to be my best friend or like i've had like some crazy people work That's for me in the office interesting yeah, yeah. I, I don't see that. let things phase me like i yeah. i don't fight with my friends i don't fight with my boyfriend like don't fight with my parents I don't take things too personally and I feel like it's a blessing but also a curse at the same time because sometimes people are expecting some type of reaction and it goes within like my personal life and my work life. So you're kind of like a sneaky micromanager like yeah you kind of like definitely. do it under the wraps mm-hmm. it. so yeah it's some more people s- might not even know you're doing it exactly so it's more for like my sanity yeah exactly exactly well, it's yeah. not like you
0: don't trust your employees you're just like i need to oversee yeah. but i'm not gonna like push it right. or are uh projected onto you exactly Wow. yeah wow. I, I guess control like control free yeah <laughs> yeah i guess like when i'm thinking about it i
1: hired my best friend so i trust her so much and i literally watched her work for the last four years. And I knew that was the type of person I wanted on my team. But I can imagine hiring someone that you don't know, maybe it's a different dynamic.
2: Right. And I, I, you know, there's been times where people have referred their friends to me and I'm like somewhat friendly. And I've always said no, just because I, that's like one of my biggest fears. And of course, like once we worked together, you know, I had a wonderful girl working for me for two years and you know, it's fun now because I'm like, great, you quit and we could be friends because, mm-hmm. like, we love each other. Um, but at the same time, it's like I'm just so scared to work w- with my friends because sometimes, I don't know, I just had really kind of strange experiences. Anytime. It can go one way or the yeah. other. Exactly. You have to be really careful. And I think, Scout, you've, you've been historically in the
0: past. Have- I've
1: historically, I have had three partnerships that did not go well. Right. Two of them were two of my closest friends and we are not friends anymore, unfortunately. Yep. Um, and so when I did my new venture, I said if I, and it didn't, and it didn't burn me from working with friends and family. It just made me analyze it a little bit more. Okay. So I really was very prepared when I brought on Naomi and scouts agency. I had, I made, I, analyzed it every which way to make sure that this was actually a very good fit for us and it was a very strategic move versus like oh my god you're my friend you want to do a business together you know sure, so sure. it was it was There's really like thought. can we work together what of our working styles like i kind of observed her in her you know just hearing from her how she was doing in her other job what kind of work ethic she had what our relationship was like right how to s- talk with her in the beginning i said if you're annoyed with me because we're going to get annoyed with each other just tell me you know so it you know you have to go into it you can't just see someone you like and be like, let's do this together. It, it's not, you know, it doesn't work out you sometimes have compatible yeah. work ethics and,
0: and values too. Yeah, I think. Um, okay. So let's get into dead cool. Yeah. We just kind of jumped into it, which we which love, love over here. Um, but talk to us about the Genesis. So, um, first I want to know more. So why fragrance? Why has this been some of a passion of yours? Did you grow up really loving scents, or how did this come about?
2: So going back, um, I'm for, you know from LA. My parents were like the hippy dippy Air one people before Air One became cool. Amazing. It's funny because I my mom. So my mom was born in Italy, and she was born on a farm. So everything like from the earth, really, you know, they were extremely poor. Everything from like, you know, the agriculture was just something that you know took a toll in there. I'm not a toll. Like just. Participate in their day-to-day life and my mom really brought that on when she started raising, you know, her first child first and only child and in the 80s my mom started her manufacturing company called Lana Tura, which is something that I have definitely been a part of from, you know, one year old to today. We work in the same office, which is amazing wow. and everything. Cool. Yeah, I've learned everything from my parents. They are wonderful mentors and they've given me the opportunity and it really you know stems from an understanding of like holistic health so growing up I you know was the kid with like the carrot sticks and all my friends had Nutella sandwiches and at the same time like I kind of resented my parents for that at a young age but now it's really like integrated in who I am as a person and how I conduct my life and so starting from you know very young age I was very much a tomboy. Never was interested in hair makeup. Still really not interested in it. Don't know how to curl my hair like that all. And hardly wear makeup. Going back to that, it was more so of like fashion and lifestyle. And I was, my dad's an architect. So I always kind of loved this kind of design aspect. And I've always been interested in it. So from a young age, being a part of their manufacturer, if it's like after school programs, summer you know, summer vacation was really like working for my parents and it wasn't fun. I was doing crappy labor jobs, like packing things or cutting up things. So their main practice is um, manufacturing for spas. They create like the back bars for the Four Seasons hotels and they do treatments and it's all, you know, natural beauty, green beauty. And this is from the eighties. So again, before like the crazy green beauty fad, um, happened and, growing up, my parents always said one day, you know, this company will be yours. And I like never had an interest. I never cared. I was very, you know, kind of dismissive about it. And I always kind of had my own little play in their business in terms of like just having some fun ideas. And finally I was like Maybe like seven years old. They had this like great idea, and they still sell the skew on their like spa site, oh, and they do super well with it.
0: So sweet, yeah. So it
2: kind of stems from the chaz stick that we have.
0: Um, oh my god, that's why it's called chaz. Yeah, chaz. I, I love that. that play
2: on words. Sweet. So my our biggest customers for the La Natura side of their company are the Four Seasons spas. So they had the formula, and they had three flavors, vanilla, unscented, and mango, all packaged to be like white and boring and chic and high-end, whatever it was. And I just remember being young and telling my parents like, mom, you need to come out with like watermelon flavor. And she's like, no, like my mom's really funny. And she kind of like, you know, slaps around and she's like, no, fuck you. Like, that's not cool. And I'm just (laughs) like, I'm telling you, mom, like all my friends have lip smackers. And she's like, you're never allowed to use that crap. Like it's all petroleum. And I'm just like, I don't care what it is. I want it. And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, let's make some like flavors and I'll help you with like R and D. So we did like a little panel with my friends and we came out with, um, 23 flavors of their lip balms. And that was, I guess like 15 years ago and they sell hundreds of thousands of those a year in their company. So I was named like the youngest creative director of their brand. (laughs) That's so So cool. Still having no interest in the brand. Never got paid. Where's my check? I don't know. I'm just like, I know. I'm like, hello. Um, So it kind of gave them the confidence in me because they gave me the initial $10,000 loan for dead cool. And going back again, hated makeup, hated hair, thought I was a boy until I was probably 20 maybe still think sometimes i just like am very much on like the masculine side i would say and i just like for me fragrance was always something that i thought was extremely interesting because no matter what you could identify someone by their scent or like you could smell something one you know like one time and then years down the line smell it again and it brings you back to this place so for That's some so reason I just thought it was really cool. And this is like I was probably 10 when I started loving fragrance. And I remember um, going to Barney's with my mom and just like looking at all the fragrances. And she was always like, you can collect the samples, but like we'll never buy you one because of all the ingredients. And I was just like, oh, my God, like why are my parents so annoying? Like just (laughs) give me the fucking fragrance. And I always gravitated towards more masculine scent profiles and From there, I was like, okay, you know, growing up and kind of finding myself and becoming a young adult, I started wanting like to desire fragrance, wanting to wear perfume. And it was kind of where I had the freedom of like, okay, I could go to Barney's and like, I have my own money. I could buy something or I could go to Whole Foods and buy essential oils and kind of go along the values of my parents. And kind of that's where I was heading because I started to, you know be more aware and conscious of what I was using. And, you know, I went to, I remember going to Whole Foods and being like all this stuff, like it smelled like it's fine. Lavender's cool. And I love Rosemary, Rose Absolute's beautiful. But I, this is not who I am. Like I don't identify with any of this. And then I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to go to Barney's. I'm not going to tell my mom. And then I went there and I was like, okay, these brands are cool, but they're all like so potent and like French style and then I was like okay maybe there's something else out there for me and I couldn't really associate with any of it and I was like I'm just gonna make my own fragrances like this is just ridiculous and I kind of just made dead cool for myself and it's funny because growing up I was always like fascinated with these really strong female entrepreneurs I guess because my mom is a very strong female entrepreneur my grandma um, she passed away three years ago, but she was like the breadwinner of the family and very strong personality and I have the same initials as Coco Chanel. Mm-hmm. So going along those lines, I was always interested in Coco Chanel as a person and I was like I loved her story, I loved Estee Lauder's story and I wanted to make like this thing that kind of emulated myself when I was thirteen for my bot Mitzvah. Uh, fragrance Karina Chaz number 13 which is supposed to be like Coco Chanel number five
1: that's <laughs> amazing yeah
2: I don't really tell a lot of people that story because some people it's like kind of a weird cork but it oh was, my god it was fun. Right. so <laughs> like good cute. we didn't it's... make we didn't make you know a perfume for our apartment smell. it was like a party favor and oh, that's adorable people were calling my mom because like we knew chemists I just mm-hmm. like worked with them and I was like hey like I like this smell I like this smell and they ended up you know, we made like, I guess I had like 200 guests. We made 200 bottles and it was really cute. We still have it in the office. So when you guys come, I'll show it to you. Um. And people were calling my mom and they were like, okay, what is this? It smells so good. And she's like, oh, we just like made it for the party favors. It's nothing. And I remember my mom coming in my room and I was 13 years old and she was like, maybe like you have a future in this. And I was like, I am in seventh grade. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. She had the foresight. Yeah. And she, my, they always believed in me because I was always kind of like the, the one outside my friend circle doing like really weird, obscure things and just kind of like thinking outside the box. And I guess I get it from my dad who's just like an artist. And, you know, from there I was like, okay, maybe this will be fun. So I really started making my own fragrances when I was 16 and I, wanted to have like a little brand under their company called Karina Chaz. So I essentially just made fragrances for myself. Again, all of this is kind of like for myself. And I remember getting a call one day from the twilight people. And I, I didn't really know. Like I didn't, I I watched the first movie. I was like, okay, these vampires are hot. I don't really know (laughs) like much about it. And they were like, we smelled your fragrance. Um, I don't remember where they smelled it. I think it might've been just like in a gift bag or something. They were like, we smelled your fragrance and like, we want to buy it. And I was like, you want to buy it? What do you mean? And they were like, we want to purchase it and license it for the twilight perfume. And I was like, no, you can't buy it. And they were like, excuse me. (laughs) I was, I was 18 at this time. That's ballsy. Yeah. And I, the thing is, it's like, I felt I was so, I never thought about the money. Like It's never been about the money for me. It's always been about like my craft and my passion. And
0: Wait, so which scent was
2: it? Fragrance One. Yeah. Fragrance One. Fragrance One, our best seller, number one. So thank God I didn't didn't sell it because I would have been fucked. (laughs) That's crazy, especially
1: as an 18-year-old for you to be able to see the long-term game because I think that most people even late into their 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, their whole lives, they're always thinking about that. Exit strategy. Not the exit strategy, just that that quick moment of fame, that quick right. next move, the, the paycheck that was probably offered to you that seems really shiny. And it's amazing that at 18, you had the ability to see the
2: long-term game and the proprietary aspect of it being yours. But I didn't even see it as that because I never had any type of idea that I would have a business, especially in fragrance. Like I just did it for fun. And I was like, you can't buy it. To be perfectly honest, I just was like so possessive over it. And I was like really proud of it. And I was like, no, you can't buy it. And my mom's like, what are you doing? Like offer to help them or something. And I was like, okay, um, maybe like if you want my help, I can make something for you guys. And they were like, yeah, do that. So my second semester senior year, I was an independent study and I was on a board and I formulated and that's really how I learned how to make fragrance. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Again, like now, thank God I didn't sell it because I wouldn't have had the exposure that I did. And I learned how to make fragrance and it was kind of fun. And Wait, did you, you make the Twilight perfume then? Yeah, I did.
0: Holy shit. Yeah.
2: You it's called Immortal twi- Twilight. I fucking made
0: the Twilight perfume. It's so funny. Wait, I don't understand, though. W- where is the perfume? It was On like... On set? No. <laughs> it like was they like, always sold
1: it at Macy's. Yeah, was like, exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I see. That's oh, I it see.
0: Like, it was like merch. Yeah,
1: yes, it was like merch. merch. It was like Twilight merch. merch. That's oh my God, insane. insane. They were like,
2: what would Bella smell like oh if she <laughs> were like damp in a forest? I'm like... Were you I've, like rolling your eyes? I was just like, "Do they, they know how old you were?" Yeah, and they they li- I mean, can like to be perfectly honest, the fragrance industry is like f- all males, so it was just wow. like this eighteen year old girl and like fifty hundred year old men, Holy you know? Shit. And this is who like these are people making fragrances for women, which yeah. is also why I'm like so annoyed with this freaking industry because I'm like, why? First of all, why are you telling people what to wear like? if women want to smell more masculine and men want to smell more feminine, just like, why are you labeling everything? And then I realized now, of course, like down the line, having a fragrance business, having a company in real life experiences, it's all marketing and it's all money. And I'm just like, I remember walking into Barney's last year and they were like, okay, since you're a woman, your fragrances are going to be on the women's shelf. And I'm like, okay, but if you saw my analytics, you would see that, Probably 70% of my customers are male. So maybe you should rethink that.
1: Wait, I want to talk about the unisex aspect. Yeah. Is this where this came from? And, and yes. kind of talk about the evolution of that and how, why you stand behind that.
2: Yeah. So I'll give you like the Reader Digest version of the end of the story. Um, I was just, I was kind of freaked out that I was the only female working there and kind of helping them create a scent for women that like targeted for Bella. And it just like, again, this was like, right. I'm more of someone that's interested in male cologne. But at the same time, like male cologne can be extremely like, like it's really, Yeah. yeah, it's extremely strong. And for me, like, I don't like strong fragrance. That's not what I'm about. I don't believe that the fragrance should wear you. You should wear the fragrance and walking into an elevator and feeling this like you know, suffocation of fragrance like that is completely unenjoyable. No one likes that. Mm -hmm. So again, like going back to that story, I just I did that project. I went away to college and I was like, you know, I need to be in L.A. and I need to finish school there. So I left and I finished university in L.A. and I was like at this time all my friends were out of town. They were, you know, studying abroad or they were studying in different states and, this, I was just kind of sitting there in my room at the time and I was like, all right, I have no hobbies. I have no friends. Like, I love making fragrance. Why don't I just continue making fragrance? And that was where I had this idea of like, okay, I'm going to make something that's personal for me. I want something cool and edgy because this is who I am at this time in my life. This was 2015. I was 21 and... I was like, I want something cool and I don't want to be labeled as feminine because I don't necessarily feel feminine all the time. I want to be some like, you know, something that's completely gender neutral and non-binary and I want something that's green because I don't, you know, my health is all that I have and I really had this new appreciation, of course, as I got older for green beauty and now like looking at my regimen now, it's like 100% green and everything I do is Safe and sustainable practices. And it's funny because I made fragrance. I had fragrance one from the, you know, before Twilight, and it was kind of just sitting there doing nothing. And then fragrance two was really the one that you really liked. It was the one where I created something that was like, this is dead cool. Like fragrance two is dead cool. And I only had two fragrances when I launched. And yeah, I, you know, I wanted to share this idea and this extension and I just made an Instagram page for fun I was like maybe I'll have it in like three stores and have an Instagram page and now (laughs) I'm like holy shit how is this my life like it's crazy and cool but also like I have so much anxiety. Yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> but but it's where fine. was where was
1: like the first moment where you, s- you put an Instagram page up you're like, let's see what happens. What was the first moment that
2: happened to you that you were like, oh shit, I could This act- is real. This is, yeah. could actually happen. So, you guys will like the story. Um I remember so I made the vibes page. Didn't have didn't have a physical product, no tangible good, nothing. And I remember getting a DM from Nasty Gal. And they were like, Shut Yeah. Up. What is it with people just like fucking reaching out to you? Oh my I God. have no idea. I don't know how they found me. This is like I had five followers, like my parents, <laughs> myself, and like my dog's account or something crazy. And I, I think maybe I was just like liking a bunch of stuff. And I remember... They DM'd me or they maybe they emailed me and they were like, hey, we're a nasty gal. I'm like, of course, (laughs) I know who you are. Okay, Hey, hi, nasty gal here. Yeah. They're like, we like what you're doing. Like, do you want to drop off samples? And I was like, do I want to do what now? Like, I don't know what that means. I don't have a physical product, but okay." So I did like I just did everything everything in my power to get like I called the bottle manufacturers because I had like an idea of what I wanted it to look like and I called them and I was like can I please have some samples and then like someone thankfully like printed two bottles for me that's like unheard of and this is just me like a 21 year old girl I'm like hi I don't have any money but can you like print this for me and I promise like it'll go okay so like I I was given the opportunity I was given the chance and I remember like my mom drove me to downtown LA and I had this full box and like I went to Kinko's and I like printed this whole thing and just like about my brand and I had like this cute little write-up and I remember I dropped it off it was like so funny because I went into the elevator and I remember that like All of the numbers, like, the floors were numbers. And then the top was just, there was no number, just Nasty Gal. So I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to go to Nasty Gal. And then I dropped it off. And then my dad does this cute thing where he, like, cuts out newspaper little clippings and, like, leaves, when I lived at home, leaves them on my bed or left them on my bed. And it was, like, headline, Nasty Gal going under. And I was like, oh, Oh, jeez. I was like, what? Like, I'm so confused. I was just there. There was an office and a receptionist and like, what do you mean? Like they're going under They're my client now. And I have, I don't have a brand. And he was like, don't sell to them. And I was like, no dad, I have to. And he's like, no, they won't pay you. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're right. And (laughs) I was like, so upset i was like holy shit like this is my one chance and then i was like you know what if nasty gal saw me and they want me then like other people will want totally. me too i always say that if so if it happens once it could yeah. happen again and that's really how i gained my confidence and of course like the first year of dead cool i was extremely shy like no one took me seriously mm. people still don't take me seriously which is totally fine i'm just like just watch i got you like wait <laughs> wait some time But talk to us
0: about um, the name. Where did it 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 come come from? from?
2: So the name was actually the most random part of the whole brand creation. It was like the I always have these arguments with my friends because now they're always like asking me for branding, um, you know, just like fun ideas. And I'm always like the name comes last. Like I think I'm a firm believer in the name coming last and you know, feeling out the brand and kind of letting it live and evolve on its own and then like figuring out the name. But I just had this thing where I would always say like, you guys, I'm dead serious. Like, no, again, like everyone just thinks I'm this like joke or something. I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, okay, like let's, I would always like have a play on words. And actually the, the brand name was supposed to be Ivy Blanc, which is, I mean, it means nothing. It's just like a name I came up with when I was stoned. Um, But, you know, I was just like playing on words and I was like, okay, this sounds cool. And we were like set on it being Ivy Blanc and then I was talking to my friend Waverly and I was like talking about something. I was like, that's dead cool. And she was like, "What did, what did you say? And I was like, dead cool. And she was like, that is like that's the name of your company yeah. now or your brand. I can't see you as Ivy Blanc at all. I yeah. know Deadpool's it's crazy. So much more you. Like what does Ivy Blanc even mean? It I revi- don't know. It, it just
1: sounds like what a fragrance company like would be called. Exactly. Yeah. And
2: the thing is, it was like, okay, this is so fun. And my mom was like, "What does it even mean?" And we we took away the A because people get like really sensitive and mm. they're like dead, like death. And I'm just like, no. no. And I like I'm a skull girl. Like I love skulls. If you know me, like. It's so funny. Sure. People gift me skulls like all the time. Oh, yeah. See, I love it. Like Sky I has a huge skull on the I side love of her it. body. <laughs> it's funny because well, now thank you. I don't like I don't really like care for them anymore cuz I feel like it's been something that's like people just like it represented me for a time, but mm. now it doesn't really. It's interesting I have a relationship with it, but the whole branding I was like, "Okay, like now I can incorporate the skull and it's like really personal to me." Mm. And the first like round of batches, we did dead cool with the skull. And I remember my mom was like, what does that mean? Like, it makes no sense. And I was like, exactly. I don't want it to make sense. Like my fragrance brand is nothing like any other fragrance brand. It's different. It's clean. It's non-toxic. Like before, before dead cool people, I'm not trying to say like I'm a pioneer of this because there there were, you know, fragrance brands that were non-toxic, but no one really talked about it. And it's like what I have is something so different and I wanted to create this innovative idea but also kind of like low-key give my middle finger to the fragrance world and just be like, this is dead cool. And they were like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, does it matter? No, no. And I, I love, love that. that,
0: especially because you are this young woman in this very exactly. Uh, it seems like antiquated industry, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people even understand that or know that when they're going to shop for fragrance. Yeah. So you're kind of educating everyone and yeah. being like. Y- y- what you're purchasing is actually toxic. Not only the ingredients, but who's made it for you? Exactly. I heard
1: that. S- I heard that from a while ago. That perfume, not clean beauty perfume, but regular perfume, actually gives you wrinkles.
2: It well it does a lot of shit to you. Yeah. I mean, it's all like a hormone disruptor. You're putting chemicals on your body. Like the thing is, you absorb sixty plus percent of what you put on your skin, and that's why I'm always like, you know, trying to be an advocate. I never want to, you know, like shove it down people's throats because I'm not that kind of person. It's more so it's like, all right, this is my practice and this is what I know about it. Take what you want. And if you don't care, then like, that's totally fine. Your parents must be so fucking proud. Oh my God. My parents are my biggest fans. They're psycho. My mom, my momager. Cause every day, like she's so it's funny. My parents are kind of famous in Beverly Hills cause they're crazy. I should have brought them. You guys would love them. Oh, they're, you'll meet them at my office. Definitely would have loved they, them. They like, I will, but people will come up are they to me both on Jewish? the street. Um, my mom converted. Oh wow. And my dad is Jewish. He's a South American Jew. So we call him like the spicy Jew. Oh my God. And, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and people will come up to me and tap me on the shoulder. If I'm like walking Beverly Hills, they're like, are you Sabina and Alex's daughter? And I'm like, yes and they're like we love your prayer am like we buy it all the time we're oh huge fans and i'm God. like that's so nice my mom told me it's so funny she told me that at Equinox, she, after her gym class, she literally goes on the computers in the common room and puts my website up. I'm oh like, Mom, <laughs> that is That's not amazing. cute. Like, why are you doing this? And she's like, Everyone needs to know. Oh dad. That's like our daddy. We, dad, <laughs> we
1: bought our dad. We bought our sweatshirt, and he calls me. He goes, There are these girls in a car behind me, and they were like, Your sweatshirt's so cute. Where'd you get it? And he's like, It's my sis, it's my
2: daughter's podcast. Go rate them. Go on their app. the I do that. No, our, I mean our parents like the, our. I'm we're really lucky. To have oh, great yeah, parents, hundred percent. My parents are my biggest fans. Aww, They're so, so yeah.
1: Can you tell us where where you where you can find it? Like where, where do you sell it? Where tell everybody that. So
2: we were sold in Barney's. It's going under. Uh right. That's right. We are right. sold in Frontigo. we sold oh. in Credo. We're sold in like a lot of uh, mom and pop, pop apothecary shops. The thing is, like retail has changed so much, and. You know, now it's it's been actually really challenging and I didn't really experience it until I went into stores like Barney's because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole culture that you have no idea. Again, like you said, there's it's just crazy because you're going and you're buying a product. You have no idea what goes into it. You have no idea what goes into these, like, industries of retail. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Like, people pay sales associates under the table to plug their products. That's you have to, sure. like give them like secret gift cards it's like it's they asked me to do it and I was like absolutely not first of all I don't have the budget yeah. second of all everything that I do is stemming from type it's like an organic first of all outreach and understanding of my brand so I really really tailor to work with like you know, companies that understand my product. And I'm in about like 150 stores and And I love them. And you also want
0: them to represent the product
2: in an organic
0: way as well. Like they're, you know, you don't... The thing about retail is you have to find those partners because they're the they're the ones essentially selling yep. it and being a, you have to be informed about it. It's it is a tricky relationship. Yeah. Um, But something I did want to ask is this is just more so like a personal question about. Wait, can I ask a
1: retail question real quick? Just okay. because we're talking about retail. I just want to know this. You yeah. don't have to answer this, but just like very nitty, nitty gritty for mm-hmm. someone who's thinking about maybe starting a product and wants to get into retail. What kind of margins do you need to have for retail to be monetarily worth it? Versus direct to consumer. The rule
2: of thumb, in general, is to have five times your markup. So whatever for retail, for anything, for anything. just for a product, and that kind of gives you that leeway for retail. So some products, like we can't actually retail because there won't be any margin. And we're launching a product in um, March, which is going to be really crazy. I'll tell you guys once we sign off, you're going to love it, and I'll show you the rendering um super random and obscure but we can't necessarily retail that or like sell it wholesale just because like we're doing a really low run and we want to see it like we always want to do testing but I always say five times and that kind of goes like regardless when you now we're in a digital age you spend money on advertising and your marketing team whatever it may be so you that's kind of just like five times if you do wholesale of course they buy your product for 50% some people require 40% and you kind of have to eat that and you know there's always like they require free shipping and it's like they pay you net 90 and it's like okay when can I get,
0: get my some, cat, m- some money into in this yeah um one okay. thing I want to know about just like the fragrance industry in general is do you find how do you get past the hurdle of people not being able to smell right the product before they purchase it because Obviously, probably your e-commerce is yep. a big yep. revenue generator for you. So how are you able to get people? Is it mostly just having them come to the retail stores and smell it themselves or do you do some sort of pop-ups or how do you get it out there? That's a very good question. Yeah. I've always thought that because like, why would you buy question. fragrance yeah. online? It's, yeah.
2: it's definitely really tricky and that's where we kind of have to be creative. And it's mm-hmm. insane now to see like the boom in e com Because of course, everything now is every, you know, moving direct to consumer. It's nice to have direct to consumer because then you have full control of your brand and your storytelling, your education, which is huge for us. But yes, we do run into this problem of, Hey, we want to smell your product. I'm sure, you know, if we had like an article of clothing, it would be a lot easier to sell. Um, But, you know, I take it as a challenge and it's kind of fun for me to come up with new ways. So, of course, we have the sample packs. The sample packs are fun because not only do you get to try the sample, you can have like travel size perfumes on the go. And these are really easy to use. Like we, The thing is, like with my brand and because it's so personal and because this is like, again, a representation of who I am, everything I do is like thought about from the little tiny detail to like the final product. So, you know, these are like spray caps and they have caps so they won't leak and then they're glass so it's like more sustainable and you can put in your bag and the little plastic wrap is supposed to be like a little, you know, put it in your bag type of thing. So we really, really extend this and of course like put it across everything from like our marketing aspect. So we have the sample packs and then it comes with a discount code Once you purchase the sample packs, it'll go towards your best, which also like creates this, you know, idea of wanting to use your sample card whatever and share with your friends, whatever it may be. Reviews are extremely helpful. Uh, Word of mouth has been great for us. We're doing a lot of digital ads, but now what we're doing is this uh, idea of risk-free trial because of course now with the Amazons of the world, and this is something that we should probably dive deeper into because there is a huge disconnect between like small businesses, big businesses, people behind a computer understanding like just like customer service things here and there but what we're doing now because of course like we live in this world where you can return anything amazon has made everything so easy to purchase it's you know everything's accessible everything is returnable free shipping x y and z and some people can't necessarily afford it so i guess like six months ago i just started offering free shipping over like 50 dollars, whatever it may be um to create you know people want to buy my stuff and they can buy it for free shipping whatever it may be but um they have a now we have a risk-free trial so the whole idea of that is whoever whatever customer they buy a fragrance it'll come with one of those mini sample vials so you're able to test the fragrance before you open it if you don't like it you can send it back for a full refund oh it's a great idea idea. Yeah. yeah so try before you buy even though you already bought it, yeah. but it's kind of like a <laughs> slogan. It's like risk-free yeah, yeah. trials, it's and you know it's great because then you can actually get it in people's hands, mm. which is like definitely a business move. P- you yeah. want you just want to it to experience have it. Yeah. because it's like you lose the shots you don't take, mm. and it's okay because of course sometimes like yeah we lose money on the shipping or whatever it may be. Mm but you want people to sample and it's actually really helped our business. And we're trying to figure out new ways of getting, you know, we're doing like potentially scent bird and mm. this kind of activation, but pop-ups, word of mouth, risk, tr- free trial.
1: What's the price point for anyone listening that might be interested?
2: So, um, a bottle of our 1.7 ounce is $85. And, our three ounce which is our series two is 130 and this like compared to and again like why I created dead cool I was 21 wanting to buy fragrance like who can afford 350 dollars? I don't know and I'm just like first of all this, all the scent like evaporates within five minutes, (laughs) not my sense because I don't put any water in them. And that's like, again, going Uh. behind this whole thing of like really understanding my customer and really making this like a product I'm proud of. Um, just, you know, people it's expensive. Like fragrance shouldn't be that kind of luxury. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't forgive myself. Like I couldn't. $350 $350 yeah. it's yeah. so expensive
0: talk to us about the other products that you offer it's not just fragrance right so you have yeah, your so chapsticks f- yes
2: the fragrance is really kind of like the the whole basis of dead cool but of course like we want to create better understanding and education of other products so the Chaz stick, for instance this is something so personal for me because of course I created those lip balms when I was young and I'm proud of them and I love them so this is really to create the idea of like okay, I'm going to buy this, whatever, this chapstick, chastic lip balm. And this is actually going to repair and heal your lips because it's hundred percent natural. It's shea butter. So there's no petroleum. We were talking about Glossier and not to knock them at all because what they've done is like revolutionary. They've built community and nothing beauty has ever seen, but it's like their, uh, base is petroleum. Petroleum is a pipe cleaner. That's first of all, not sustainable and any type. I'm literally of, eating it. Then yeah, you're eating it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Mads. Good job, Matt. Oh no, I'm, I'm on
0: the full Chad now. Are you yeah. kidding? I <laughs> so need the this, rose one. Though. This is
2: actually yes. I I got you. This is gonna heal your lips. Um, you know, with petroleum, it's the same thing with Carmax aquaphor Like mm-hmm. it's just a coat. And you don't want that because one, your lips become addicted to it. Yes, yes. I've heard this. Yeah, yeah it's. I put it's it just on just every. Unhealthy. I
0: put it on every ten minutes.
2: Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm putting on my chapstick every five seconds, but that's just because it tastes so okay yeah. good. <laughs> it, it really it. does taste really and good. And just it's just like I like the shine, good. you know. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't wear lip gloss or anything. I'm just like chapstick, and I put it on my cheeks. It's shea butter, oh, yeah. so you can oh. put it anywhere. It's funny. some one of my mom's friends, she was, We were at the farmer's market, and she was like putting it on her cuticles and I was like see it's like a multi-use product so I'm trying to figure out like a way to market it as a multi-use as well mm-hmm. because it's just it could like, be a highlighter yeah exactly you said as a highlighter it's like, like
1: a match without any makeup on Yeah, oh my, God. my husband's obsessed with shea butter and he made me um, we were I don't know we were at dinner we were talking about skincare and he looked online I won't name the brand and he saw how much something was and he was like you know this is just 100% mer- virgin marilla oil right yeah
2: marilla oil so
1: he got this whole thing in his head and then he went home the next day and he made me oh. natural moisturizer oh out of like shia better and I don't even know what was in it but it was really good and then I'm, I'm just gonna brag for a second and then he said let me use it for a week before you use it to make sure that it's good and doesn't fuck your skin up well that's first of all so it's because nice. you have
0: sensitive skin so that makes-
1: I don't really have sensitive skin it's a fucking nice sentiment okay, okay. Yes. not only did he make me the product yeah. he was like I'm gonna make sure it works for you before you risk that beautiful face of yours oh. we
2: would be best friends okay, I, you have- he needs to come to the office I, he, would he would be he could have you, an you, yeah, but- you guys would be like <sighs> scientists he <won't> leave <laughs> no. together. he won't leave though like- that's okay we have a lab coat for him and everything <gasps> he would love it
1: next time he's in LA I'm gonna bring him
2: by oh yeah God. please <laughs> anytime we love visitors and yeah, he would just love it. Ah, That's so great. So okay, so something
0: I want to end on because it feels like this has been just such a not only holistic talk, but I think we got into a lot of business and a lot of just like self care and love and awareness. And awareness. So I want to just ask you, like, what does
2: beauty mean to you? Right. Beauty uh-huh. so I mean again going back to everything about you know being self-aware and being good to your body and of course like creating this idea of beauty within which sounds so cheesy and corny but it's true and of course like having a foundation and really just for me it's like my beauty regiment. I get like a nice expensive facial from Jackie once every six months, but I'm like pretty solid and I don't need to, you know, continue to wear concealer, which would fuck up my face or whatever it may be. But it's all about just kind of understanding your own practices and what kind of grounds you. So for me, I had trouble with that up until about a year and a half ago. And it's really just creating a regiment that you feel is your sanctuary and having an understanding of what wellness and you know i associate beauty and wellness as one and that's because i'm I like, like that. very very like specific on what i use or like you know what i'm doing in my day to day i don't surround myself with toxic people I don't put toxic shit on my body. That's it. <laughs> oh my God. This reminds me of Valerie from
0: Audacity. So do you know the, the skincare brand Odessie uh-huh. So yeah. we had the founder on and she, um, went through the, she was diagnosed with cancer. And then, so she rid her right. whole, she rid everything of toxins. Right. But it wasn't just food or beauty. It was people. Yeah. It was environment. Yeah. It was lifestyle. And just for some reason, I never thought of it that way. Like people, yeah, so people transit. Yeah. People transition to clean beauty or clean eating. And I'm like, wait, what about like just, like clean life yeah. and and environment and surroundings. Yep, exactly. I love that. And
2: that's kind of where I'm at now and like living very holistically and you know, I was in like a extremely toxic relationship and I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taking on me and even like friendships because what I'm doing, you know, is rare for I was, you know, 25, 24, 23, whatever it may be. Um a lot of my friends have like a different career path than I do and they don't necessarily understand or like Even dealing with just like mental health issues, people like, oh, you're perfect. Like you're skinny. And I'm like, "Mm, I have body dysmorphia, but like you don't care because like you just see me as one way. And it's just understanding how you can create this like intention for yourself and within what that means to you and how you can be your best advocate. Because again, it's all you have yourself and your health.
0: I love that
1: oh I, feel like I need to take a deep
0: breath i know <laughs> i feel so like nourish a, a deep breath mask. and a mask i know i want to put a, a face mask, mask on you need some like greek
2: yogurt back. no it is the best get that on our face it's yeah. funny because i was like Did you just get it at the store like just yeah, greek yogurt just zero percent the greek yogurt um we were doing the skincare thing and i was like jackie it's so funny because like i put it on my face and i also eat it sometimes she's like don't ever eat Dairy. I'm like, <laughs> okay, you're right. But it's also like, I do predominantly have like a vegan skincare routine, mm-hmm. but like, this is just like Greek yogurt. Doesn't harm the cow, so it's okay. Oh, dude,
1: I will never give up cheese. It's just never happening Damn, for me. Sorry,
2: Scout. I've never um, been like crazy into cheese, oh but it doesn't do good things for my face. Oh, oh, oh it, it
1: doesn't I, do good know, things for anything. Do you know how much cheese I eat <laughs> on, a, on like on a <laughs> weekly basis? My skin never is affected by the amount of cheese I eat. Well, you're, you're an anomaly. You're you're like mozzarella.
0: you're That's an <laughs> I eat cheese, and there is like. Mountains on my face, Same. my stomach is out to here. It's a whole yeah. ordeal, You're but just I, do lucky. So, You're I, I do it. Sometimes I do it because I'm just like,
1: you got to so do it. it. It's fucking worth it's it. it.
0: All right, this was incredible. This was incredible. Thank, so thank you so nice. much for This coming. was
2: so fun. I Yay. love this. I'm
0: so excited that. to try all of, and I'm actually like, the I'm find my Favorite. All of the. I I feel a lot of musk yes. in it, and I love that scent, um, and that like vibe. Yes. So, I'm oh ready.
2: I'm so excited. I'm ready. I can't wait to pick
1: mine because I'm going to pick mine and then that's going to be my scent forever. Yep.
2: <laughs> I love it. And that's like the best thing. Longevity. Yes. You have like customers forever and it's fun because people like I'm friends with my customers. I don't know them. Yeah. But I love them yeah. and they love me and it's great. I, I mean the nice them. ones. you know. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to let everyone know she gave us samples of all them so we I mean I've already smelled them all. They're f- fucking amazing and I'm just going to pick the one that you know most speaks yeah. to
0: me. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find dead on Instagram or website anywhere
2: so at deadcool on Instagram d-e-d-c-o-o-l and you can go online deadcool.com and then you can see the store list in case you know we have stores all over the country Uh, we're sold in some parts of Europe and soon to be Japan (gasps) Yeah. Oh, well, Ooh. that's exciting. Ooh. Yeah, I just signed a big distribution deal in Japan. So when are you going there? In April. Oh. Can I come? Do you mind? Can yeah, come? Come. come. My mom's going to come. Oh, my God. Like, can we get like conjoining hotel yeah. rooms? You yeah.
1: <laughs> With like, that's a little the door. Most, That's the most important We're part. launching
2: at the Ace Hotel in, um, yeah. There's one in Japan? They're, they're opening Dude, one. Dude,
1: we got Sister Moon. Japan. Sister Moon. We've been trying to think about where Ace we're going to go. Ace Hotel. in yes. Japan. 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 For yes. the dead yes. cool lodge. Done. We'll see you there, girlfriend. Yes, um, it'll
0: be great. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you
1: so much, Karina. Of course, thank um, you. Sign us at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, sisters.